Hello, this podcast is sponsored by Now Alchemy. Now Alchemy is an amazing company that has formulated the most powerful substance in our body that was taken way back in the Egyptian era known as the food of the gods. Not only does it bring in balance, happiness, and increase your intuition, it decalcifies your pineal gland, which opens up your third eye. It increases your light body, allowing your consciousness and your awareness to be open and aware of everything that is going on. The high level mineral source, which we need today on our planet is so important. With the fact that the earth itself has been overturned so many times with all of the farming industries, that we do not have access to the rich ormus that is available in this planet. And thanks to now alchemy, we do. We now have the sustenance that our body needs that is brought in from the Himalayan mountains and the Dead Sea. Ormus, which is powerful energy source that moves through your body and brings together a whole synthesis of information to every part of your body. By bringing this mineral source, you are nourishing your body at a cellular level. I love the company for what it stands for and its ethics, and it has been a sponsor of Ancient Wisdom Today podcast since the beginning, and that's why I always ask the tribe to support the sponsors who are sponsoring this show because I go through each of the sponsors with strong ethics and integrity to make sure that whatever they are bringing forth is in align to the planet and into you and for all of us so that we can grow and have health and wellness in our lives. Ormus's company spends a lot of time with advanced scientists, naturopaths, and doctors and herbalists to formulate a sourcing technique that brings in the highest quality of organic ingredients from the most mysterious and desolate countries in order to bring the magic in the bottle, which is Ormus. Now alchemy is not just for health and wellness community, but for all people seeking to become their greatest version of themselves. And I've been taking this product for many months and it has been such an addition to my shamanic love that I bring to the world. And how I bring love into the lives of people is by keeping myself healthy and happy and lifted and shifted. By bringing the highest source of minerals in my body, I am able to hold a high vibration of energy and light when doing healing work or when I'm speaking to large groups of people. And when I'm here lit and doing Ancient Wisdom Today podcasts, So I invite you to experience the amazingness of Ormus. They have so many powerful selections that you can choose from, from 24 karat gold Ormus, to Shilajit, to nano enhanced CBD, to Elysium, each bringing a different blend of energy to your body. And I honestly say, that this company is really changing the lives of people. Ever since I've mentioned them and shared them with all of the people in the tribe, I've been getting letters and letters of people's lives that have been changing. And not to mention the fact that those who have had suffered so many times from PTSD, which is post-traumatic stress disorder, anxiety, depression, confusion, fog brain, and all of these other symptoms that have been plaguing us because of the onslaught of aggressive energies on our planet, By taking Ormus, these things are cleared, neutralized, and allowing you to have more balance and groundedness in who you are, as well as enhancing your mind so that you're able to think clearly and have a stronger focus. You can get Ormus by contacting www.nowalchemy.com 
That's www.nowalchemy.com. And if you use the code SHAMAN, you'll get 11% off every purchase you make. I'm so happy, tribe, that we are putting beautiful things in our body because putting beautiful things in our body is putting beautiful things in our mind and our spirit. And that allows us to shine and radiate our truth in this world as leaders. I love you. Enjoy the share. Human beings have been sharing stories for hundreds of thousands of years, and with those stories came the emotional, spiritual, and physical knowledge of the ancients. Shaman Durek is a third-generation shaman, an evolutionary innovator, and a women's empowerment leader. He's here to bring forth the ancient wisdom of our elders to help heal and bring happiness into our modern society. We're sharing ancient knowledge in modern times in order to put the power back in people's hands. Welcome to the tribe. Hello, beautiful tribe, and welcome to Ancient Wisdom Today podcast. I am so happy that all of you beautiful souls have gathered today to witness and experience the wonder and awe of you and your greatness in this world. By being a part of this tribe, we are shifting and lifting possibility to higher levels. That's when we really recognize ourselves as leaders and lead other people to become leaders and lead the message of love forward. And that's what it's about. As we shift and lift the world, we are we are stepping into a new um, place, a new paradigm of consciousness where we operate from the consensus and the understanding that everyone in this planet is important and everyone's wisdom and teaching and everything that they share is important for all of us to grow, to thrive, and to stay alive. So I am so happy to have you here today on Ancient Wisdom Today podcast. And I'm really, really happy to have you because we have an amazing goddess here in the studio who has taken her practice from meditation to connecting deeper with herself and the world. And through that space has come into a deeper understanding of what is necessary for us to grow and learning about the beauty of the nature of colors and gems and stones and stepping into her place as a jewelry and designer. And then from that place, realizing the essence of spirit was calling out to her and asking her to be the alchemist and create an amazing line of beautiful oils that are filled with beautiful gems and colors. And I mean, this woman is amazing. And I'm talking about if you're ready to get lit, you are going to be lit on today's show. It is so wonderful to have her here in the studio. I just recently put on one of her oils that she has. I mean, I'm looking at the bottle right now, everyone. And I'm looking at the bottle and it says gem story and it's balanced. And inside are all these flakes of, of tiger eye and all these beautiful stones. And I'm, I'm going to have to have her tell us all about it. But before... I do. I want you to know that this is something special. And you know, I always bring on to our show things that are about lifting and shifting us, taking us to higher levels, and for us to shake it up and wake it up and learn new things from beautiful souls. I'd like to welcome <laughs> to the show the wonderful and powerful goddess, Paige Novick. Thank you so much, Shaman Durek. I, what an introduction. Wow. <laughs> I don't even know what to say, but it's such a pleasure to be here with you. 
Thank you. It's a, it's an honor to have you as well. So tell us, okay. So you got into meditation. Tell us how this whole experience, because what what you what I have here on the table in front of me is something miraculous, and I've never seen anything like it in the world. And I've traveled, and I, and the tribe knows I travel all over the world. I meet with the most amazing people from all walks of life within the in in and this literally is something I've never seen before. So. What was your journey and in coming into the gem stories? And why is it called gem stories? But before we even go into that, let's focus first on you. And what made you step into this path? Well, the path was calling me. So they say, when it presents itself, follow it. And I just was yearning for something deeper and more spiritual. And it had been in me for so long. I grew up with a mom who was into alternative practices and it was just waiting. It was bubbling at the surface. And jewelry is such a personal, it's such a personal thing and it's so intimate. And I just felt like for me, it was such a natural evolution to go from the gemstones into healing crystals but do them in an elevated way that felt modern and relatable. And that was really the inspiration. And actually, crystal elixirs have been around since the beginning of time, but they I wanted to take them out of the woo-woo context and make them feel luxurious. And, you know, if you think about it, crystals are alive. They've been under the Earth's surface for thousands of years, and they vibrate at different frequencies. And these frequencies align with our own energy centers, chakras, to bring all into alignment. And what many people don't know is that crystals are actually used in modern technology all of the time. They're used in calculators, clocks, uh, watch mechanisms. And because, because of these vibrations, with, which are like a tuning fork in a way and attuned to the battery. So crystals are everywhere. And the, the idea is with these essential oils mixed with the crystals, each element amplifies the power of the other. So it's really an incredible, incredible mix. And my whole mission is to turn routine into ritual. As I, I like that. Yeah. So the idea of bringing mindfulness into all of our daily acts and so for me, it was a personal transformation to start to just bring the act of mindfulness into everyday things. And these, these tiny little changes, these little efforts turn into mountains. And that's what's incredible. One tiny little thing that you do adds up and it's transformative. So the concept with what I like to call intentional beauty is taking something that could be very, very routine. You spray your perfume, you leave the house. But this is a multi-sensory experience. So you have the, the feel of the oils, you have the scent, you have the visual of the crystals and the power of the two combined. So why not take this a step further to this multi-sensory experience and create a moment where you dab your oils on in the morning and then you inhale, you set an intention, and then you let the oils serve as a reminder throughout the day. and. By doing this, where it's all program, all thought is followed by action. So you, nothing happens unless you think it, right? So the power of thought is the means by which we create our reality. So if we can use these oils as a tool to help set an intention and then carry through, it becomes a whole different experience. And that's 
was my intention. I like your intention. You know, what I find a lot, though, is I find that people in the world are looking more as, you know, at crystals in a very new age way. You know, they're getting caught up in the idea of like, ooh, crystals, they're really cool. And, you know, and I think what happens is, is that we, we forget that, that crystals and gems, all of these things are holding certain, um, you know, minerals and certain sources of energy that come from the earth. And the earth, you know, which we walk on every day is vibrating as certain energies. You know, and so what happens is people aren't realizing that crystals are not just these new age gemstones that you see sitting in a box uh, or in, in Sedona at their gift shop or sitting in somewhere that you'd find in going to LA and checking out some crystal shop. It's literally about really how do we understand that, as like you said, crystals have been, we've been working with crystals in, since ancient times. In ancient Egypt, you know, we use lapis, which was used a lot. Um, that we would put it on our head and wrap a cloth around our head and keep the lapis there, which was there to give us um, more insight and understanding of things that were to come. You know, in other cultures, they use um, jade, which was known to, um, to to cure sickness and pull poison out of the body, which was also used to help, you know, bring prosperity. And it was used by the emperor as a way to, you know, to pull money towards them and to be able to enrich their lives more. You know, in some um, shamanic cultures, they would use uh, different stones like obsidian or tourmaline as a way to, you know, put it upon certain staffs and so forth to protect their energy because of the things that they were take picking up on and energetically being exposed to. And 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 and, and in a lot of cultures, lodestone, hematite, pyrite, all of these things were there as medicinal properties and ways to help balance and you know and bring about change in people's lives. And so I really like the idea that we are taking it out of the woo-woo, right? Mm -hmm. And we're bringing it into a consensus of understanding that is based in the reality of just because you use crystals, everyone, does not mean you're a hippie. Right. And like, and getting out of that, out of that space. Uh, what I like that you have done, you actually made it into this beautiful, elegant way of connecting with yourself in the ancient ways that you would have the apothecary and the bottles and you would anoint yourself every day, be it if you were in the religious or if you were, um, you know, doing a rituals or any of these different, you know, traditions that, you know, that expand throughout time in history, anointing oneself is actually considered a sacred art of recognition and remembrance. I love that. I love that. And I love what you're saying about taking it out of the woo-woo context. And what I always tell people are that crystals are Mother Nature's little gift to us, right? And they will do as much for you as you allow them to. So if you believe in them, great. Use them with their vibrational energies to connect with your own energies to amplify whatever thought you program into it. If you don't believe in it, use them as a focal point during meditation or just a beautiful decorative object. You know, they're... The, the work comes from you. And that's another thing I always say. They're not magic. The magic comes from within. It's us. But their vibrations attune with ours to amplify whatever it is we're thinking. And that's where the magic comes in. But it starts with us. So again, they're Mother Nature's little gifts. So there's nothing, you know, whether you use it as a decorative object, a meditational tool, or something that you really, really connect with. It's all good. 
I like what you said. Uh, the word amplify stood out the most for me in that, what you said. And I, I, that was my, what I took away was this whole um, amplifying. Because I feel like a lot of people don't realize that we're energetic beings and we have this immense energy that is moving through us on so many levels of consciousness. And that anytime we put anything on our body, be it clothes or jewelry or oils, or anything, it's amplifying that out into the world energetically, and it's amplifying it into our inner dimension as well. And so I love that word because it's really important that people really understand what, what it means to amplify something. A lot of people just go around the world. They don't understand that you have what is called a toroidal field. You are, your toroidal field is an energy field that moves around your body, and anything that's inside of that radio field gets projected and amplified. So if you take a crystal, for instance, uh, crystal has its energies and, it's, and it has its own energy field. And when it merges into your energy field, whatever energy field you have, if it's a rose quartz or if it's tiger eye, whatever the properties of the energy of that crystal, it amplifies whatever energy you have going on inside of you through the lens of the crystal would be considered the lens and the light would be you piercing through that lens and then into the world. And so a lot of times people will put jewelry on because I love your jewelry that you're wearing and you started off as doing jewelry. Yes, thank you. And, you know, and it's interesting how, you know, because when I'm sitting here thinking about it and processing it and from my point of view as a shaman, I look at your stages, you know, you want into the stage of meditation, which is learning how to step into a space of going in and being more aware of yourself and honoring yourself. And that's a really big deal for a woman, uh, for women in general, but for you as a female, you know, because being a female, you're told to constantly be giving and giving and giving and giving and giving and giving and giving energy out. And accommodating and accommodating. And accommodating. Right, which is the act of giving <laughs> right. constantly, right? So the depletion of your vessel right? And so what I loved about it was the fact that you said ritual. And what a lot of uh, people that I want who are listening to today's show is to understand that ritual, we do it all the time, but it's the type of ritual that you're doing. You know, when you make food, you're doing a ritual. However, the ritual that you're speaking of is using the, the, the stones, using the oils, using your jewelry when you adorn yourself in a ritual way. And like not just throwing jewelry on because you want to impress another person because you're wearing it, but it's actually amplifying your energy. And that's how I see I'm going back to that yeah. word. Yeah, manifesting right? too, manifesting Yeah, so I want to talk more about that. Uh, how does, um, what are the different um, attributes or how do you see it as attributes or do you see it more as a spirit essence? Um, or have you come up with your own idea and connection because you've been working so closely with the stones, with the oils, and with everything that you're doing? I would say, from a perspective of what I see, is that you are literally having a relationship with it because you've been dealing with it for so long. Yes. So you must be experiencing something different than we are experiencing. Please tell us about that. Oh, of course. And I love that you said relationship because one of the things I do during the crystal experience classes that I lead is I talk about how you have to develop a relationship with your crystal. It jumps out at you. It chooses you. You know, If it's not a hell yes, it's a hell no. You can't, you don't overthink. And so it's that relationship and that can change depending on where you are in your life and what you need. And sometimes the crystal that jumps out at you is because there is a healing property within it that speaks to a need or a desire within you. And it's very important to pay attention to that. How often do people 
buy things because the color is trendy or because their friend has it. But again, it's bringing mindfulness and paying attention to that inner voice that's telling you, that's guiding you, that's leading you. And that's really what my message is. And the relationship that you have with the stone is everything. And yes, there are certain healing properties known to different stones, but it may not be that way for me, you know? So you're talking about becoming a conscious consumer. Very conscious. What, what do you tell, tell me more about that? Because I, I, I really like that. Um, tell me more about this being a conscious consumer. Because you know you brought a very fine point there, and and it's really important what you just said, which was about you know you know don't just grab something or go go to something just because your friend has it or someone else is doing it, but go to it because it has some connection with you because it's jumping out and you're building a relationship with it. And like if we look at today's culture, right? We look at you know, what's happening in the world. You get Kim Kardashian coming on and she says, this fur coat's amazing. Everyone buys the fur coat. You know, you have this person come on and says, oh my God, I love these earrings. And all of a sudden, you know, everyone's buying JLo's earrings, right? Do you feel like that's hurting society and taking away our own individual magic? I think we have to work harder to find the individual magic. I would say that. I think the two could coexist because that's the reality at this time, but I think we have to work harder. But do we want it to be a reality? Is it necessary to be a reality, right? Like, let me challenge you a little bit, right? Because you're, you're here to open up a doorway for us to get back to ritual. How can we get back to ritual if we have two doors in front of us? One that's superficial and saying, hey, just go connect with things just because and have no real connection to it. And one door that's there that's saying, which you're holding up the torch in front of, saying, hey, come here and get back to ritual. Because if we learn anything about ritual, it's about being authentic and coming back to yourself and not worrying about what the other people are doing and what the masses is doing and what's the hottest thing on trend and and so forth, but finding what is intrinsic to the nature of your being. Do you really believe that these two things should exist? Yes, if one thing could be viewed as entertainment and with a healthy detachment. I think when we get caught up in it and we lose ourselves, then it's no longer okay. But haven't we lost ourselves? I mean, look at today. Kids are buried in computers. You know, uh, you can't. I go to a dinner table and I, the husband and wife, the kids all have their phones on the table and they're all tapping away. You know, uh, people buy everything that they see that someone else has. Where's the the individual ritual? Well, this is the exact reason why I'm doing this. And as a matter of fact, I taught a mindfulness class at my son's school this year with a group of 11-year-olds. And they want it. They need it. They were fascinated. They would say, oh my God, today's meditation. I'm so excited. And I thought, wow, this is the most amazing thing. So I think people don't even realize how much they need it. And to your point, yes, it's very difficult to have the self-discipline not to be completely you know, sucked in by all of the, the noise around us. So it takes more discipline. And that's why we have to make these things more accessible and appealing because not everybody is going to go into a crystal shop or, or you know, take it on to um, self-educate. So that's why we need more of this, more people spreading the word of mindfulness and consciousness because it is critical and it's critical for children to develop the tools for you know, self-expression and, and to, to understand self-love and how important that is. Emotional literacy. 
I, I love that. But I want to go back to one more thing, going back to what I was saying. So I want to get you to admit and say, because <laughs> everyone knows I'm that shaman, right? That yeah. you're creating ritual to take us away from the things that are distracting our evolution and limiting us from really having a connection to self, which leads to a connection with other people. So that, so you know, we we have to ground that into yes. reality. We can't say that both should exist because. If, if we say that both should exist, then we should say that that everything else should exist that's causing pollution and destruction upon our species. Okay, let me clarify. Okay, I, I agree with you. Both should not exist, but it's the exception. The excuse me, the acceptance that right now they both do exist. So I'm accepting that in this world today, both extremes exist. My goal is to be able to develop this area of mindfulness and consciousness and attention to ritual and transformation in a way that's appealing, that's going to make people question the other stuff, the other noise, for them to lead an authentic life. Because that's really, at the end of the day, what it comes down to. And that's why what we were talking about earlier, making decisions when you go, when you shop, what you put on your body, the food we eat, the people we spend time with, the work we do, it's all about leading an authentic life. And the more we can become in touch with ourselves, the more we go within, the more we're going to naturally start to do that. It's like Carl Jung, my favorite expression, my favorite quote is, who looks outside dreams, who looks inside awakens. And it's really about going within so that we could just lead very, very authentic lives and create a happier, healthier more genuine world. I like you. I like how Thank you. you're I like finding you the mediation between things. You're like <laughs> yeah. this or that, which <laughs> is which is cool, you know. And I'm not I'm not as a this or that type of person. Right. So it's really refreshing to hear because for me, I'm like we need to just like eliminate these things and get on the lit train and just bypass all the nonsense and just get rid of it. And what you're saying is. Well, we just have to accept that these things are real and they're happening here right now. And what I'm basically saying is I'm drawing this 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 energy to say, yeah, you could go into that all that trendy stuff and Kim Kardashian and who's who and, and Fleek and this and all that other stuff that people are getting, the bling bling of that or whatever. Or I'm giving you this or that, or you can come here and learn how to connect into ritual, understand these, these, this technique of ritual, of adorning yourself, anointing yourself, and getting into that sacred space with yourself where you're actually taking that time away from that and going into this, which allows you to be more present with yourself. And by being present with yourself, you're able to see your needs more clear. And then from there, you're able to be able to support people in a greater way because you're not depleted or drained or frustrated or any of these things. Exactly. And you share your gifts with the world because that's what we're here. How can we, we best serve you know, the people around us? And part of why that acceptance that we discussed comes into play is because I have a son. He's almost 12. I would be lying to you if I said that he wasn't on electronics and, you know, so I've had to accept it to a certain extent, but I also realize that in a way that is, is what has, I guess, inspired me and given me the impetus to create something like this. It's because of all that noise that we want to get away from. So in a way it was a gift because Maybe if we didn't have that, we wouldn't have been pushed into 
coming back, you know, the pendulum because swinging the other way. Because that was your impetus in um, your motivational factor to create a door that's different from that which you see. Exactly. Fascinating. I really love that. That's a great idea. I think the tribe really needs to hear that because I think what happens is, is that we look at the things that are bothering us and the things that are irritating us instead of utilizing those things that irritate us and bother us as, as, as like you said, using it as an impetus to be able to get us, gather us, collect us into a much more focal point, which is driven by the idea of completely creating something that is, that is different from what we are experiencing that is actually creating the distractions. And I call it, I call it static, right? The static charge that we deal with, with all of this energy and all these trends and all this stuff and really come back into, let me utilize that, that's, that discomfort and that um, agitation and that stuff that's causing me stress and utilize it as an opportunity to create a doorway of change and be able to walk through it and know why I'm walking through it and feel the reason why I'm walking through it because there's something there that is not supporting, not connecting me, not improving me, not um, valuing me and not lifting and shifting me. So I'm stepping into this new door that I've created to, so I don't have to deal with that energy to being the main energy source in my life. Beautifully said and beautifully put. And just to add one thing, it's also not looking for validation from the outside. The empowerment of this ritual enables us to find it within ourselves and not to rely on what this magazine says, what this blog says, what this celebrity says. It comes from us. We have that strength. And so it's, for me, it's such a tool of empowerment. It's meditation, intention setting, crystals. They really are all just, it all comes back to us and how we could take care of ourselves, mind, body, and soul. Hey, tribe. Looking for something lit verified? Let me share with you monk oil. Monk Oil makes beautiful skin potions for people that live in cities. And I've been using them for so many years. And today, I want to talk about how to use them. First of all, don't drink them. <laughs> I wouldn't want you to get sick. They're skin potions. They're not ingestible. Monk Oil City Skin Potions is the real deal magic potion applied to the skin made by and for city dwellers in New York City. Monk Oil wants to help you be your best in all environments and not just every time you feel totally ideal it means to bring that into your life every day and to bring something alternate relational and connected on ritual levels into your everyday life to really shift the reality and perspective into something more meaningful and spiritual there are four types of skin potions each with specific intention and effect each of the potions speak to different parts of us and work on levels of the body, the soul, and the spirit. How to use monk oil. Anointing our skin with monk oil reminds us of the importance of daily rituals of self-love in our lives so that we may then be of service to others. How I like to use them is I like to take the monk oil and place it on the back of my neck and the front of my chest in the back of my wrists, in the back of my knees, and in my stomach to open up the energies of all the different energy gates shamanically for my body. But I'm sure you'll find the way that works best for you.
Use it when you wake up in the morning and before meditation by applying a drop to your third eye and heart chakra. Slather it all over your beautiful body after you bathe for a complete head-to-toe force field. Bring it with you and apply it to your wrists and your neck before subway rides. Or if you're in a busy, crowded city or around a bunch of people. Plane travels, meetings, all of these places, you want to make sure you have that oil on to, so you don't take in all the negative energies and all the things that are affecting you so that you can eliminate any type of frequency that isn't love, ritual, power, and environment that is filled with joy and happiness, which is what you should feel like all the time. Add some to a hot bath, keep some in your bag and hit it midday instead of coffee, sugar or booze if you feel stressed or nervous. To wear a protective sheath during activities that require stamina, working with children, walking around Times Square, sitting at the desk, caretaking as a part of your yoga and meditation practice. Need of energy, refresh on a busy day and before and after an intense situation by putting on the monk oil or just smelling it. Smelling it awakens the senses and allows your body to connect into that deep spiritual well-being. Monk oil uses only ethically sourced organic-based oils and essential oils in their potions. There are no fillers or preservatives. Each potion has flower essences that work in a healing capacity with your life force and a powerful crystal to further activate the potion. They are conjured with love and intention on full moons, new moons, solstices, equinox, and other amazing cosmically created days. You can learn more about monk oil and their different potions at www.monkoil.com. That's M-O-N-K-O-I-L.com. Monk Oil is excited to offer a 25% discount to the tribe on their trios of three different potions with the offer code of TRIOS SHAMAN DURIC. That's T-R-I-O SHAMAN DURIC. For those in the U.S. at www.monkoil.com. And if you would like to try Monk Oil and you live outside of the U.S., check out Raw Living UK online. Adding Monk Oil to our daily lives and ritual and sharing it with our friends and family allows us to hold the spiritual essence of our being intact and be surrounded by so much love and positive energy and take ourselves to a whole nother lit level. Stay lit. Do you think it comes back to us because we have been inundated with so much uh, drama and nonsense and conflict and aggressive energies that we're looking to, for, you know, it's like when you're, when you're constantly bombarded by all of these types of energies that are affecting, you know, the, the energy within your own subtle energy field, your, your senses, the way you're operating in your cognitive energy all of these different um, energies that are bombarding you day in and day out, do you feel that it's leading us to become more organic, more connected to nature, more connected to the simplify, uh, simplifying of things versus you know making them so much more convoluted and distracting? Yes. I think it's because of everything you said that we're looking to simplify. Everybody has their struggles no matter what they are. And 
different degrees of struggling. And so to be able to find your own power to help you heal, how wonderful would that be? And to what you were saying about, I think it's the pace, our lives, we were on a treadmill. Everybody's doing it with the internet, with social media, with like we're bombarded with all of the static and, and it's aggressive energy and it's judgmental energy. So we need to take a step back and simplify and, and find, you know, our, ourselves, who we are. What do you think that would do for a human being if we chose to simplify here on earth? I think it would do wonders. I know it does wonders for me. I think we'd just be happier. We'd be calmer. We'd be, again, more mindful. We'd be living our truths. I mean, do you think it would change the conversations that people are having with other people that they love and with other peers and other uh, strangers in social society? I think more so than ever before, especially what's going on politically in this country. I think more than ever, we need to tune into ourselves and, and just show compassion and empathy and just spread the good word. What if it's outside of America? Because this is existing everywhere. Do you think that the idea of utilizing, and I want to get more into that, utilizing these oils and these, these stones and all these things that you're doing to really embedder humanity, do you feel like these things are going to be there to support them to be able to transition out of all that toxic energy and into something that is much more focused and geared towards uh, harmony and sustenance in their being? I think it's a beginning and I think it's a tiny shift a shift in consciousness that if we did this collectively could be a movement. You know, I think it's a movement that the more people do this, the more people tune into themselves and, you know, try to live a, a different type of life that's just, you know. Yeah, I think, right. I think that's wonderful. I think that, you know, what you're saying is beautiful. Do you feel that where we're at right now, that we are closer to having that experience of really learning, growing, and consciously being awake to take certain responsibility, which means to respond with love in a way if we were to bring more of your product, like these things that you've created? Because I don't even want to call it a product because it's not even a product. It's an alchemy, mm -hmm. right? So you're an alchemist. You are, you know, you are this... Uh, person who's operating on chromatology on all these different levels of alchemy and expression through the you know colors and energies and all these beautiful things that are creating the symbiosis of what you've created here do you feel that people would have much more of a a clear self if they spent more time putting ritual as a part of their main action towards the day i think we have a long way to go but i think we're starting and i'm seeing a shift in this collective consciousness and I think it's going in the right direction. Is it going to happen overnight? No, but baby steps you know, can be transformative. Micro shifts. Micro shifts, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it's all about the micro shift. Micro shift, yes. Uh, so tell us about uh, your gem story um, page and what you've created in this beautiful apothecary and alchemy that you've created here. Sure. Well, Gem Story by Paige Novick was created in partnership with Bios Apothecary in Greenpoint, Brooklyn. And we have together put together these multi-sensory oils that, as I mentioned, combine the crystals and the coordinating essential oils to once again amplify 
the healing properties. And what's so wonderful about them is they're themed. So we all have different moods and we all need different things at different times. So there's passion, which for me speaks to purpose. What's our purpose? And you can do a meditation with them. We have on our website, we have a link to our website and all of the oils where it really details exactly how you can make the most out of your oils. And we suggest meditations and and even give examples of intentions you could set that coordinate with each theme. So passion, what is my purpose? Or calm, I want everything to be in balance and harmony today. And balance, I'd like to approach my day with effortless ease. And then dream, you know, do I want to have do I want to have sweet dreams tonight? Do I want to solve a problem in my dream? There's so many different ways. Strength, tuning into your personal power, your personal will to manifest whatever it is that you want. So there are different ways to use them. And at the very least, you can just put them on like a, a beautiful fragrance, inhale it, and just feel delicious. I have right here in my hand, uh, Gem Story Passion. My and favorite. I have to say... This is exquisite. I've never smelled anything like this. Oh, thank you. It's rose and frankincense. It's really, really beautiful. Thank you. Would it, would you say that owning the whole collection of these oils would be necessary because that way you can put them on, um, put them, you know, because I know there was this company called Orosoma that I remember back in London when I was living in London in the early, early 90s and uh, putting them on the shelf and people can just like touch them. And it means that's the one that they need. Yeah. Couldn't you do the same with yours? Absolutely. And again, we all have different moods, right? So there may be a time that you feel you need the calm that's speaking to you, or there are times strength, like you feel you need to be energized. So you really can't go wrong. Yeah. So I'm going to literally line up these oils right now. And I'm without knowing what's on the bottle. Are they different? Yes. Here? They're different. Yeah, so I'm just going to go ahead and choose which one I feel that I need right now. Strength. Black <laughs> tourmaline. Strength, yeah. And that's exactly because I've been going like a mile a there minute. There you go. With my traveling and everything. Black pepper and vanilla. Amazing combinations that you've Thank created. You. Thank you. And the best part of these is that we like to call it from cradle to cradle. So the gemstones come from the earth, under the earth. So we suggest when you're done with your gem story oil to shake out your crystals and put them back into the earth with a blessing. Oh, I had a different idea. <laughs> Tell me. <laughs> <laughs> but I have to say the this one is strength, right? Yeah. It's amazing. I Thank mean, you. I'm, I'm in complete awe right now. And captivated by this smell so much that I have been. And I don't know if you know, but I'm a person who collects a lot of vintage colognes and perfumes and things like this. Yeah. And I'm very much into scents and smells and so forth. And I'm really big into anything that has to do with health and wellness in the body. This right here is opening up a whole different energy inside of me because I've never smelled anything like it before. Oh, that's fantastic. So it's really, really, really beautiful. That makes me very happy. Thank you. Yeah, no, of course. But, uh, you know, what I was thinking is if I was finished with these bottles, I would put like water in them, you know, and then like just have the oil because the oil is already blessed. I'd make it my water anointing bottle and then just put, put the water on my body, like, you know, in a sacred way. I love that. 
Yeah, because I wouldn't want to get rid of the bottle and put those crystals into the earth. I want I want to keep Keep those things, you know? (laughs) I love that. It all works. It's all good. (laughs) Yeah. So let me ask you some questions. So what do you feel are some of the biggest issues right now facing women when it comes to women feeling like they're not seen? It's a very good question. I think that this has been something particularly over this past year that has come to light and we are much more focused on. And unfortunately, the way it came to be, nobody would have wanted. But the silver lining is that we now have a voice and a powerful voice and we're taking control and we're taking the power back. We're owning our power. And I think there's been a fear amongst women to own their power. I know I've had that and we're taking it back. And this is all, it all really comes back to the same idea of owning your power. And so isn't, but isn't essentially that women uh, taking back their power is really no more than them just putting their focus on themselves and really caring about themselves in ways they've never cared about themselves. So the idea of ritual is for them to actually have a ritual with themselves, whereas before they've been told that that everything has to go for everyone else until they, and then what they get back from people they should be happy about. But it, they don't, I mean, usually they don't get back anything. Right. I think it's about self-care. And I think self-care is very, very important. And to pay attention to your body. Why is it important? Tell us. Because how do we have the energy? It's sort of the oxygen mask theory. You know, how can you take care of others? You know, women are nurturers. We're givers and by nature. And how can you take care of somebody else if you don't take care of yourself first and you don't have the strength? So self-care is so, so critical. And it takes an effort. You know, just to give you an anecdote, this weekend, I had a whole social schedule planned and my body was telling me, no, I didn't want to be social. I wanted to go within. I wanted quietude. I wanted solitude. I was with close friends. I didn't want to go out to a big party. And in the past, I would have forced myself. I would have gone. I would have pushed myself. And this weekend, I was like, no, you know, people are going to be upset with me, but I had to take care of myself and I did the right thing. So do you feel that the reason why women don't take care of themselves and they don't step into that arena is because they don't feel like they have the permission to... I was just about to say that. Sorry to interrupt. No, no, no. Permission. Tell, me about, tell me about it. No, I was just going to say, we have to give ourselves the permission. And I think we've, as accommodators, we've looked to others to give us that permission. But it comes from us. We have to give ourselves that permission. Because if you rely on somebody else to give it to you, it may never happen. And then what? Life is too short. And what about men? Can these oils be great for men? Oh, 100%. I'm very equal opportunity. Because <laughs> <laughs> I have a lot of men who listen to the show. I don't want them to feel. No. But what do, you are... think, what do you think the issue with men is? What do you think is happening for them? I mean, I know for myself that right now with everything that's happening with the whole like Me Too movement, men have been kind of you know, taking the back seat of like keeping their mouths closed and not really saying what they feel. And even a lot of men I've been talking to... Uh, all through the United States and worldwide, has been holding on to this idea that they kind of just don't want to date any women right now because of everything that's going on. It just seems a lot of stress going on. They're afraid that they're going to make mistakes and so forth. So they'd rather just be like these, you know, single one-nighters. What do you feel that we can do to really help men recognize their position and power and be able to show up in their authenticity? To just go back to something you said, because it's very true. I think people go to the... 
you know, with extreme when something this dramatic happens. So I do think that it will settle somewhere in the middle. And my son had to come up with a topic for a report. And he said that he felt that there were so many books now for girls, young girls, how to act, how to conduct themselves in this new world. But where are the books for boys? the role models of boys who could teach them how to be in this world as an adult with women. And he felt that that was what was missing. There needed to be more role models in this new world for boys. And I was just so blown away by that. It was, I thought it was a hundred percent. I think that's beautiful. What, what, let's talk about these role models. Where are these role models? We need to see more of them. <laughs> why, do you th- them. why do you feel with all of your knowledge and everything you've gone through spiritually and so forth, why do you feel there's no role models for boys? I think that before this whole eruption, this whole drama of Me Too, we didn't, we, everything was swept under the rug and nobody really wanted to face it. And you know, there's nothing worse than avoidance, right? It's it's more difficult than actually facing the truth. And we're at a time where we were forced to face it. It was right in front of us and we had no choice. So now we have to regroup and we have to approach this in a much more mindful way. We had to, you know, they say when you're going through hell, keep going. So we can't just say, oh, this happened, let's go on. We now have to rebuild and we have to to just change the way things have worked. And you start with our children. You have to start with our children because they're our future. Right. Uh, our children are our future. <laughs> Teach them well and let <laughs> them lead the way. Show them all the beauty they possess inside. You have such a beautiful Give voice. Give them a sense <laughs> of pride. Make it easier. Let the children's laughter <laughs> remind us how it used to be. I love it. I love so, it. So, yeah, I, absolutely. The children are our future. And I think creating infrastructures that support containers of conversations that allow us to really, I think the first container of conversation needs to happen is to really get people into the space of recognizing, and you said it very clearly, self-care. Uh, can you talk more about self-care? Because I think that, and I'll, I'll just give you my feeling about self-care. I think that self-care is really an important way of using narcissism as a way to discover one's needs and then turning those needs into productivity for the greater whole, mm-hmm. right? So I do feel that on some level, narcissism does serve a point because you you narcissism, when it's used in negative perspective, where it's all about me, 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 and everyone's an extension of me, but then self-care is a form of narcissism because you're making it all about you. However, it's a different about you. Yeah. And to me, narcissism still holds like a negative connotation where self-care feels a little bit softer. And self-care can, to me, self-care could be a spiritual practice. But why doesn't, neg- let's, let's go ahead before you go there. Why does narcissism have to have a negative connotation? Isn't what we place on it based on our perception is what creates something to be negative or positive? Yes, but I think it's just habit. Like, when's the last time you said, oh, he's such a beautiful narcissist? <laughs> well, I say that, I say a lot that, you know, the, uh, everyone's narcissistic right now. You know, I feel like we're going through. The culture is. I feel like everyone is narcissistic right now. Because you have Facebook, you have Instagram, you know, everyone is like, you know, wanting everyone to look at them, see them, look at me, look at me, look at me, look at me, look what I'm doing, look what I'm doing. So I think that, you know, if we really look at the fact that a lot of people are already practicing self-care, but they're doing it through a narcissistic way. And I think if we create a bridge from narcissism to self-care, 
I think it's going to make it much more aware to people that narcissism actually is leading people to recognize themselves in ways that we've never have. We're always told to look outside of ourselves and never see ourselves. And now what's happening with all of these social media and how we're taught in society how to see ourselves, it is narcissistic. We are moving shamanically through a narcissistic time. But hopefully a positive narcissism because the ultimate goal I believe is to have more compassion and to have more empathy and teach that to our children and to be able to serve the world that way. So we just have to be careful of how we use the word narcissism. And and for me, self-care, it doesn't necessarily mean like the two massage rule. I don't know if you know that, but where you should have two massages a month. But the self-care for me is spiritual self-care. You know, taking the time to be quiet within yourself to be still. But why? This is, I'm, I'm playing devil's advocate right now. No, sure. Why? Why do we need to do those things? Because it's scientifically proven that quieting the mind, being within yourself, going within and just sitting and being has such dramatic effects on our psychosympathetic structure, our sense of, of calm and well-being and health right? We all want to live longer lives. We want to be more in tune with what's happening in the world so we can make better choices. Why do we want to be in tune with the world? Because we don't want to walk around unconscious and then wake up one day and be so stressed and be so miserable. You know, so if we can awake, it's about awakening, awakening to ourselves, awakening to life and being alive. And when you become mindful and when you quiet your mind, just walking in nature just automatically de-stresses. And we need more of that. But I see a lot of people who use uh, self-care as a spiritual bypass. I see people who use self-care and then think they're better than other people or use it in a way where... They, they check out from the reality of life and they're just constantly giving themselves self-care. And that's the reason why I use narcissism as a way because I feel like if we're constantly trying to push the word narcissism away, we're pushing away the real issue, right? What is the real issue? The real issue is, is that we have been taught by society that our only value is what we can bring, what we can have, and what we can create in the world and how good and liked we are. So we antiquate every idea in our life of being better by how we're going to seem. A lot of people, a lot of people get on the, the spiritual track, not because they want to become enlightened beings and they want to be able to understand the, the seven wonders of the world and they want to understand the mysteries that are found in the deep. They do it because they want to be able to feel like they are on the level that everyone else is and even higher than that. Right. And that's also a form of narcissism. So I think that, yeah, it's beautiful to, to get into that space, you know, but like even with meditation, I tell people don't meditate in quiet, go meditate in the most loudest, most destructive, most chaotic place because your immune system, your body was not meant to stay in just a situation of harmony. Your body was also meant to stay in a situation where there is disharmony so that your cells, your organs, your immune system, and so forth can actually create certain types of chemicals and certain types of white blood cells that have certain abilities throughout, throughout evolution to be able to make you stronger, smarter, more available to the changes that happen both you know, uh, on our planet and off our planet, right? And so we are constantly in adaption mode. And I think if we remove the idea of it being negative, 
and look at it as an opportunity. It's just a bridge. That narcissism is just a bridge to get us to see ourselves. But I think that what you're saying, the mindfulness comes in when now you see yourself and it's not about just yourself. It's about that every time you nurture and do something for yourself, you're nurturing and do something for the planet. Exactly. What are your 100%. thoughts on that? Yes. I agree with very much of what you said. And in terms of meditating in a noisy space, I think it's an amazing goal, but I'm talking about really just starting. If you don't have a meditation practice, you probably want to start in a place that's quiet and then you build up to that. Because for me, I could meditate walking in the, in the street, you know, just putting the attention on my breath and, and, and not, and tuning out everything that's going on in order to be still. But initially I had to start you know, in a quiet place in, in my home. But why initially do you feel like someone needs to start in a quiet place in their home? Because I think it doesn't necessarily come naturally to just focus on your breath. I think we have to get used to the idea of tuning out the noise. And what I learned from when I first started meditating was that it's okay if your mind wanders. That's what humans do. It's like a dance. You know, you focus on your breath, your mind wanders, you become aware that your mind wanders, which is mindfulness in and of itself. You bring it back to the breath. Now, I feel that that's easier to do when you're in a quiet place. Doesn't mean that you can't work up to it, or there may be people who can do that anywhere, but I'm just talking about stages. No, I get it. In shamanism, we have a, a belief that if you meditate in a quiet place and if your mind wanders, you should be not pull it back to anything because we feel that it's controlling your spirit. So we see it as uh, if you meditate and your mind wanders, follow your mind and observe it where it's going. Yes, like with a natural detachment. Yeah, kind of like if you were following someone down the street, like yeah. a stranger's walking down the street and you're following them, you know, you're like a little bit behind them, but you're following them and you're like, oh, yeah. they just went there and bought this thing. They're talking to this woman here. They started, you know, they hand this man a bag, you know, whatever it is, you know. So like we say that the mind is its own spirit. And if the mind wonders and you keep trying to control it and bring it back, the mind becomes more and more rebellious and it starts building what we call the spirit of control inside of you. So control then starts moving in from the underworld into your being. And now you start becoming a person who controls everything. And like you look at society now, these heart to heart hugs, these militant hugs that people are, are giving, you know, where they're like heart to heart. They've created this whole system around it saying that if I give you a hug, heart to heart, it's our heart connecting instead of saying the reality of the truth of how energy moves, that my heart is already connecting to you before you even got here because our spirit is not held and contained within this body. So my spirit knew you were coming, so it already connected with your spirit before you got here. And so what happens is, is that when I see, because I, I know when people say, okay, my in my place, but when you're in a country where there's bombs going off or there's like chaos going on outside your window, you can't just go find a quiet place to go meditate. And so what I want people to be able to do is to utilize your product in a way where it's not just about finding a quiet place. It's about being in this in, in chaos and the in your product and what you've created, your alchemy is the eye of the storm. And it is the place that they can be and they can be in the most chaotic, crazy things happening all around them. But the moment they open that bottle and put their hand and take that oil with those crystals and put it on them, it creates the eye of the storm. I think that is so beautiful. Honestly, I think it's absolutely beautiful and not so far up what I'm saying. The quiet place could just be metaphorically. 
Mm. It doesn't have to be a literal quiet place. Yeah, I know. And I like to play around, you know, because yeah. my tribe knows <laughs> that this is... This, but I this, love that. It's all, I, I like to, uh, when I have people on the show, I like to like, you know, to push buttons, but in a loving way to start to have conversation about things, you know, because even with you, you know, I feel like I want you to go even further in you, your, uh, like really hold down, like, yeah, no, this is about ritual. This is about being the eye of the storm. This is about someone can buy this product in Pakistan. And if there's crazy things going on by them putting that on them in the midst of that crazy thing, it takes them out of that for that moment and takes them into ritual. Like we have to take it to a higher level and shamanism. We're always looking at like the, the balance between removing duality and understanding how do we utilize everything within our environment as a meditation, as a place to gain power from. You know, like if I'm in a place and I'm super tired, I will pull energy from the couch, from the table, from whatever the molecules that are around here all have atoms. So what I do is just tap my energy system into those atoms and pull and borrow their energy. They get replenished by all the energies around them and borrow their echoes. And so I bring that into my body to give me more energy. So you know, because when I put your product on just um, a few minutes ago, I got transported somewhere. Oh, so that's I hope the reason, somewhere good. <laughs> yeah, of course, definitely somewhere good. And the thing is, is that, and we want to even get rid of the hope somewhere good. Let's get rid of that. Let's just wash that out of there, right? Because the hope somewhere good, when you say that, it's not about hoping anywhere. It's like everything you do is good. Your products take you somewhere good. That's the whole place, right? So do you see how do you see how I'm playing with you? Yeah, and I love it. Right? I love to be challenged. So keep keep coming. Yeah. Keep it coming. And everyone everyone who comes on my show, it doesn't matter who they are, I do it with them. And it's it's just a way to to really get the conversation. So people at mine be like, oh wow, I never even thought of that. Because the thing is, is that your product like it takes you somewhere good. And so that's the, that's what I smell. Like right now I'm smelling right now and you just transported me again. So the, the transportation of my spirit moves by smelling and being connected to the oils and crystals that you've created and the sense and the way you've combined them uh, through my olfactory glands. I can sense in the, the, the nuances of energy that are opening up combinational codes that are transporting my spirit somewhere immediately. So I really want people to really see that they're going to get this and it's going to be the eye of it's going to be the thing that takes them away from the chaos and so forth while they're in the midst of it while they're in the midst of having an argument with someone while they're in the midst of dealing with a breakup you know they can put on that oil and empower themselves with strength while they're in the midst of going through some form of of discomfort in their life some kind of loss or whatever they can put on this, this amazing alchemy and it shifts their energy out of that space. Because I think, you know, when we talk about crystals and magic and all of these things, magic is the ability to manipulate energy to a frequency that actually supports the frequency that was original from the one that was, right? So if there's a frequency that is not operating in that person, shamans and mystics and so forth will use magic and which exactly what you have in this bottle is magic to to shift the frequency so quickly that it will literally um, elevate you out of that old frequency into a new frequency and therefore creating this a whole complete experience that you weren't in before. So if I was in an argument with someone, but I know I don't argue, but let's just say I was, if I was in an argument with someone and then I put on strength, all of a sudden I'm, I'm removed from that argument and that argument is done. And so that takes you to a place where you really get to experience this beauty of what you've created. 
Thank you. Thank you so much. Well, that's the multi-sensory component. And I also like to think of it as fully immersive. That's what I want to hear. Yeah, fully immersive. Yes, so fully So it's everything. It's the chakra centers. Immersive. It's the olfactory glands. It's the the oils and how they're when you anoint them on your body, how that makes you feel. It's how it transports you. It's the visuals. It's the power of the crystals. It's multi-sensory and it's fully immersive. I love it. And so how can people find you and get in touch with you about your um, everything that you're about, everything that you're doing? Sure. Well. You can go to our website, www.pagenovic.com, P-A-I-G-E-N-O-V-I-C-K, and or follow us on Instagram, Page Novik, and uh, keep, you know, keep watching. We've got a lot coming up on the horizon. Fantastic. And what do you think is the, the best oil for people to start with? I think it's so personal. And if I had to choose one, I would say balance because we all need that, right? Absolutely. I definitely do. I definitely do. Well, thank you so much, Paige Novick, for being here on Ancient Wisdom today. It was an honor. It was a gift, truly a gift to be in your presence. So thank you. It's an honor. I love you, my darling. Thank you so much. You too. Wow, Tribe. I mean, you know, we had a great conversation with Paige Novick and we learned so much about oils and crystals and everything that she's created. And I can tell you, these scents are nothing I've ever smelled before. You have to go get and experience uh, the bottle and what she's created. But not only just that, but just really understanding what it means to be multi-sensory, what it means to, to get pulled out of energies. You know, when we talk about shifting and lifting tribe, we're talking about pulling yourself out of a certain dimension or pulling yourself out of a certain energy and lifting yourself out of that so that you can have new conscious thoughts, new ideas that lead you to profound discoveries both within yourself and within the world around you. And that gives you the ability to lift other people because you want to bring other people to that high vibe place. And I really have to say that the smells, the scents, the way the bottles are, the way I'm looking at it, it's so elegant, so beautiful. It's a must have on your shelf. It's a must have in your bag. It's a must have with you wherever you're going. So you can just go ahead, put the oils on, connect with the nature elements, connect with the alchemy of it, and just transport yourself into something really amazing and beautiful. So I'm really happy to have her on our show today. And so please check her out on her Instagram and on her website. And those of you, um, if you haven't already signed up on my newsletter to take some of my classes, please do so. And you can follow me on Instagram if you haven't already. And please leave me a testimony. Go to um, um, Ancient Wisdom Day podcast on iTunes and you can decide how you like the show because it's important when people read it, it allows the tribe to grow and growing our tribe is the greatest thing we can do because our tribe is alive, our tribe is thrive and our tribe knows how to keep it lit all day, every day and change the world. Until next time, goodbye. Hello Tribe, this podcast is sponsored by Four Sigmatic. Four Sigmatic is a natural superfood company that specializes in mushroom-based drinks that benefit our immunity, energy, longevity, and keeping us healthy and enhanced in our lives. Four Sigmatic makes a wide variety of blends including mushroom coffee, mushroom elixir, hot cacao, matcha and superfood blends. I believe strongly in this company. 
I've been taking Four Sigmatic and it has changed my life. I can't even begin to start my day without a cup of Four Sigmatic in front of me. Right before I meditate or I do anything from speaking engagements to traveling to doing healing on people or just going out in the world and sharing my immense love for this planet and for everyone on it. I feel lit times 1,000. It is literally shifting the energy in my being. I'm talking firing off those synapses, kicking my body into high gear by awakening those electrons, spinning those electrons, getting my body so on point with my focus, my creativity, and my energy. One of the products that I love the most is the Lion's Mane's Coffee. Lion's Mane promotes productivity and focus, and it was known by shamans and monks who take that into their body for meditation, focus, and clarity so they can really tune in to the energies and absorb the knowledge and information that is coming to them from the spirit world. And as you know, on Ancient Wisdom Today, we like to keep it lit all day every day. And how do we do that? By creating magic. And what is magic? Magic is turning up that energy, living our truth, honoring who we are, and doing what's right for us so that we can live a beautiful, powerful, easy, playful, fun, joyous, and just the most powerful life in this now time. So if you don't have Four Sigmatic on your shelf, in your bag, in your briefcase, on the airplane with you, right before you speak, whatever it is that you do, you have to get this. Even for your kids, for your teenagers, pop it in their, in their bag before they go to school. This is the drink that literally makes you think. It is powerful and it is enriched with so many powerful mushrooms and these Adaptogens are literally changing the lives of people. And remember, I've talked to you many times before in the past about mushrooms and the networking system of mushrooms when it gets into your body and just really taking your body to a whole new level. So if you're interested in learning more about this amazing company, because I just really want you to know, Tribe, that everything I share with you, I share with you from my heart because I believe in it and I see what it has done for me and my life and all of my friends and family. Go to foursigmatic.com backslash shaman Durek, and you will get a discount code at your checkout. That's F-O-U-R-S-I-G-M-A-T-I-C.com backslash shaman Durek for your 15% off. I love you, tribe. I love you so much. That is the reason why I choose sponsors that are in alignment and authenticity to what this tribe is about. Staying lit, staying focused, staying driven, and changing our planet for the good. Love you. Enjoy the share. Bye.